Welcome, Glow Babes, back to another episode. Today we have a very exciting guest. Her name is Christine. She is a LA-based YouTuber, blogger, and social media influencer. She's originally from Seattle, Washington. She has a passion for all things beauty, fashion, and health and fitness. She is an ambassador for Pharmacy Beauty, Riley Rose, Fabletics, and also one of the finalists for the first ever Sephora Squad Ambassador Team for 2019. So we are very excited to chat with her today. We're going to discuss the life of being a blogger, how you make money, how she grew from zero to 20k followers in what, just one year? Yeah, I think it was less than one year too. You guys are in for a treat today. Glow Radio is a podcast for sassy entrepreneurs who are in the process of quitting their much-hated day job to work for themselves full-time. You can expect weekly conversations with unapologetic creatives, business owners, and influencers. We discuss tips on how to reach your goals, manage your time, and keep your sanity while being a major boss babe. We are Jacqueline and Clara, your favorite hype women who will cheer you on and push you to create the life that you want. We're business strategists, career and life mentors, and wellness advocates. Hit that subscribe button and follow us on IG at Glow Radio Co. Stay sassy, babes! Before we get started, we wanted to thank Bluehost for partnering with us. We're so happy to use the best hosting service that doesn't break our bank. Bluehost powers over 2 million websites, including ours. They offer 24-7 support, a money-back guarantee, and is the number one recommended web hosting by WordPress.org. If you're an entrepreneur building or revamping your website, we highly recommend Bluehost as a trusted resource. Sign up for your website hosting today at www.bluehost.com forward slash track forward slash woglow. That's W-H-O-A-G-L-O-W. Welcome, Christine. It's so good to finally chat with you. I remember when I first started following you and you were just at like 6K on YouTube. Oh my gosh. Uh Over 20K within like a few months. So I'm really excited to chat with you and learn Mm -hmm. how you did this all. Yeah. First of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey? Yeah, so I started my YouTube channel about last year in January, so just over a year ago. And I had started it because in high school, I was very insecure. And I actually would be like what some people would call a hater. And I was just so insecure that um, I would actually turn to YouTube. And I watch a lot of um, gurus and makeup artists and stuff like that on there. And they were the people that I gained most of my inspiration from. And that's where I learned most of like my makeup skills, how to gain confidence and stuff like that. And so as I grew older, I slowly got more confident and became like a people lover. Like there's just so many more benefits to loving other people instead of feeling like everything needs to be a competition, you know? Mm. So that eventually inspired me to start my own YouTube channel. Um, and then ever since then, it's everything's just picked up really quickly. And it's been a very organic thing. Like I never 
started my YouTube wanting to be where I am today. I kind of just wanted to inspire people, and it was fun for me to do, like, makeup and lookbooks and stuff like that. So, yeah. Awesome. Wow, that's really yeah. great. Like, you've come a long way. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, especially, like, last year on my Instagram. I think I had 6,000 followers. And then starting my YouTube, it took me, like, two months to even get 100 subscribers. So it's crazy to see, like, where we are now. Did you have to do a lot of, like, trial and error to kind of find the way to grow your audience? Yeah, definitely. So... Especially with like partnerships and stuff like that too. There's just so much to learn and I feel like there's not very much information that you can find on it. So I did a lot of like research on YouTube and especially learning to be able to like film and what gear to use. Like it's just a whole different ball game, you know? Mm -hmm. So I had to do a lot of research to learn and then I had videos that didn't do well. So then I figured out like, okay, don't do videos like that anymore. Try something else. And then, like, with my first, like, swim haul and then lookbooks, things started to really pick up. So then I kind of figured out from there, like, people like to see my outfits and stuff like that. And then kind of geared my Instagram more towards what was working really well on, on YouTube as well. So mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are three tips that you have for someone who wants to be a blogger? Um, okay, so my number one thing is to stay consistent regardless of how well you're doing and how well other people are doing. I feel like with consistency, everything else will come. And like I said, when I first started out, it took me like two months to get 100 subscribers. And then after that, a month later, I was at 1,000. A month after that, I was at like 7,000. And it just started picking up so fast. So you just need to stay really consistent and like kind of be hard-headed also so that's kind of like two things be consistent and then hard-headed because there's going to be so many people that are going to hate on what you do and like friends that you used to know that see that you're doing a YouTube channel they're going to be like oh she's doing makeup tutorials now you know so you just kind of have to let that stuff go over your shoulders and then there's also going to be like hateful people on YouTube Instagram so it's just all over the place and you just have to like stay determined and like know what you want to do and have faith that it's going to go and take you places and then my third thing I would have to say is don't compare yourself because when I first started out I had a lot of friends that had started around the same time and their YouTube channels picked up super fast and it was kind of discouraging for me to be putting in so much time every single week and not have my content be as like popular as theirs was So you just have to kind of step back from that and keep on working on what you're doing and then just trust that all the fans and the collabs and all that stuff will kind of fall in place. Mm -hmm. Did you say that, would you say that you had kind of like similar target audiences like between you and your friends that I guess were kind of... Yeah, so... Yeah, so I think that's why I kind of took it so hard because there was a girl that was, that would do like chatty get ready with me's and... Mm -hmm. She had just started her channel. I think she started after I did, like a month after. And her videos would get like tens of thousands of views, whereas like my top videos at the mo- at the time would get like a couple hundred. Mm-hmm. So it was just like really hard, especially if like I would do the same type of video for it to not perform as well. So I found out after like months of trial and error that my forte was like lookbooks, and that's what a lot of people wanted to see. And then as people got to know my personality, they would want to see my chatty get ready with me. So it was just like a learning process, and then definitely like being able to be hard headed and not 
compare to compare myself and then be consistent really helped with like growing my channel so much what are some of the things that personally helped you to grow your audience um I would say okay I would say my boyfriend actually helped play a big role because he was very honest all the time so Mm. he would like watch my videos and be like okay I think you need to do music or be more real in front of the camera. And he would say things that like my close girlfriends would be too scared to say to hurt my feelings. But he was just like brutally honest with me. And so it helped me to, and I was also very self-critical. So by being self-critical, it made me constantly want to be better. And I made videos all the time and put in like hours and hours of filming and editing and got it to the finished product just to watch it and then decide I don't like it. Mm. so I also like by being super critical I never posted those videos and so I had a standard that I always wanted to make sure I hit and so I think that really helped by always pushing quality content and then being so like open to whatever critiques that people had helped me to be better if you're enjoying this episode so far please comment glow up on YouTube and leave us a review on iTunes give us five stars or we will find you we will what would you say are your favorite collaborations? Um, my favorite has got to be Pharmacy. They're like my favorite brand ever. And Jacqueline, you probably know. Mm-hmm. But they were, it was, I think it was like May. So like just a year ago, but they were the first ever company and they had reached out and invited me to an event and it was in Los Angeles at the time I was living in Seattle and I remember I was so excited. I was like, Oh my God, my first invite Uh to an event. But I was so sad because it was in LA and I couldn't make it. And I had emailed them back saying, thank you for inviting me, but I can't go. And then they actually got back to me and said, no, we're actually flying you out to LA. Yeah. I I started sobbing. I called Brandon and he couldn't (laughs) even understand me because I was just crying so hard. And then being able to be flown out there, there was like Uber was all paid for. My hotel was really nice in Beverly Hills, all paid for. Mm -hmm. The event was incredible. And I met some like really big bloggers that girls that are just like super, super sweet. And so I feel like that was my first taste of what it would be like. And it got me really inspired. And that from I feel like from then on, everything just really picked up. And so their brand, I've just been such a big fan of their brand to begin with anyway, so I've always loved working with Pharmacy. Yeah. Do you know how they discovered you? I don't. I don't. That's an interesting, yeah, but I think it was probably from the videos because there's not a lot of people that do, like, the skincare Instagram videos. There's more people that do, like, makeup, and so I think they might have found me from one of those videos that I did, but it started because they had emailed me and sent me product. And so we had already been doing a couple collaborations to begin with. But I met with the marketing people and they had said that the owner like fell in love with my personality. And so he picked me. He, he had only picked out two people from like all of the influencers to fly to L.A. Mm-hmm. So I was just one of two that got flown. Oh, in. that's amazing. Was, oh, yes. My God. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. That is so exciting. I can't believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say is um, um, sources of income as a blogger? Like uh, so we'll, collaborations and then what else would there be? Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started out, it was very slow. And most of the money that I actually made was through Instagram. 
and like companies would send me products and or clothing and be like can you promote it on your Instagram because that was like my bigger platform at Mm -hmm. the time and so I made money through Instagram to begin with um and then as my YouTube got bigger I are you asking like aside from social media Oh, just um more on social media. Yeah. Like, what are the different okay. streams? different ways you can make money mm-hmm. as a blogger? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of there's a lot of like platforms that you can make money from. There's um through YouTube. Once you hit certain like th- minimum thresholds that they have, you start making money through Google AdSense, and then most of the time where you make like the most money is through like sponsorships. So company will companies will pay you to either do like a dedicated video or like a for you to like kind of talk about a new product that they have. So that's that I call like a mention. Mm-hmm. And then you can also make money through like product linking and there's a lot of like associate websites that you can link products through. Like a lot of times when I do lookbooks, um like the cl- different clothing pieces those links are all like monetized, so I'm able to make money through that. And then I'm also like an Amazon associate, so I can make money through like Amazon links and stuff like that. So there's mm-hmm. so many different ways, but a lot of people I feel like don't really know how to monetize their social media. So you just have to do like a lot of research before you get into it. Yeah. Do you have a favorite way? It's like your favorite way to make money? Um, I think I think sponsorships are fun for me. Um, The way that I do my sponsorships, though, is I'm very, like, particular. And integrity is very important to me. So I only endorse, like, products and brands that I fully support. So usually if they email me to want to work together, I'll say um, I would love to try out your product first. And so I'll try out whatever product, clothing, skincare, whatever, for, like, two weeks. And then if I decide that I truly like it, I'll reach back to them and then we'll set something up. So it's kind of fun to talk about things that I truly love and mm-hmm. then still get paid for it as well. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just feels good to like be honest and upfront. And then anything that doesn't work out, I'll just circle back with the companies and say like, your product doesn't work out. But like, if you would like to work together on new products in the future, let me know. So it, it just kind of feels good to run my business in such, you know, an honest way. Mm-hmm. And it's good to be able to share and, and then be paid for that as well. So mm-hmm. Would you say that, do do you do more of the pitching yourself now, or do brands usually contact you? Brands. When I when I first started out, I would say it was up when I had under 10,000 subscribers. I was doing a lot of the pitching by myself. And so um, it also helped me to do a media kit. So I made my own media kit. And if you guys don't know, you can just like look it up what it is. But it's pretty much like a portfolio if you will and it kind of has a short bio about me all my analytics and previous collaborations that I have done so I put together a media kit and then when I pitch my work to other brands or companies I would just go ahead and send them and send them that so it increased my likelihood of securing a partnership with them but since my YouTube got so big um it's it's been mainly all brands reaching out to me I have like I it's been a while since I've reached out to a brand by myself which has been nice Mm. That's so awesome. when you were pitching, what would be your best advice for getting brands to pay you your worth? Like, you're like, no, I know I'm worth mm-hmm. this much. Yeah. You know? Obviously, some people are going to lowball or whatever. Right. But how do you, would you say the media kit was, was like your best thing? Yeah, so I would say, like, for me, I know how much time I put into filming and editing. And then my gear is also very expensive. So for all that to be worth it for me, I have set prices. Mm-hmm. And 
when my work started picking up, okay, so when I first started out, I would charge lower rates. And I, it's kind of hard to even know because there's no really like industry standard. Mm-hmm. But I would set a price that I would think would be worth it for me. And it's a little bit lower than I do now. Um, and then brands would come back and either say, I have no budget or we're willing to negotiate and offer something lower. Um, and then if they said they had no budget, I would just say, I'm sorry, I'm only accepting paid collaborations at this time because I have the mindset that if a company isn't willing to pay, there's going to be another company down the road that's willing to pay that price. Mm -hmm. And so it's not worth my time to be giving away free content all the time. You just have to be really secure in your work and know how much you're worth and then just be firm on that. And then companies that were willing to pay that I ended up working with. Mm-hmm. And then as I built more popularity, the messages got so much that I couldn't possibly be doing like five sponsored videos a week. So mm-hmm. I had to up my prices. And so you just kind of learn that way. And then still, I still get companies that say we cannot pay anything. Mm-hmm. And in those cases, you just have to say um, thank you for your consideration. But I am only accepting paid collaborations at this time. So. Mm-hmm. Do you still accept gifts? Like if like a brand wants to gift you something? Mm-hmm. What do you usually do in that circumstance? Yeah, so usually if they, usually I offer, um, I'm happy to try it out and share if I truly like it. And so I do a lot of gifted things, but it's not without, it's without obligation of me needing to post. Um, So that's nice because I'm still able to try out so many things and not everything that I share with my audience is sponsored. There's also a lot of like organic things that I actually like. Um, And then, yeah, I usually just offer I will share if I like it. And then there are brands and companies like Pharmacy doesn't pay me. Fabletics doesn't pay me. There's tons of brands that I just have a good relationship with or I truly like their brand and products. And so I'm happy to try out their products and then just share it with my audience because I like them. Mm-hmm. What are some of your tips on um, getting on PR lists? So I would say that goes back to creating good content and it it doesn't matter how many followers you have to a degree. I feel like brands more are looking at the type of content you create and if they see that you are consistent and you're always posting quality content, then they are more likely to want to work with you. And so mm-hmm. I think that really helped me in the beginning that I was really active on my Instagram and then always posting a video every single week on my YouTube. Like I think ever since I started in January, I only missed one week ever. And that was because I was in Hawaii and then totally forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. What would you say is um, like the best frequency for posting? On Instagram? Um, on YouTube and Instagram? Well, it, it depends on what you want to do because I had a friend that, started right off the bat she knew she wanted to do YouTube and quit her job and then posted three videos a week every single week and now she has like over 300 subscribers 300,000 subscribers Mm -hmm. and so I was currently working a job at the time like a full-time job and so it depends on how much time you're available to have but the more the better but I would say if you don't have time it would be good a good thing to push yourself to do just one video a week and Mm -hmm. then that way you're forcing yourself to make time and then it can slowly build into something where you can give up your full-time job to do something like that full-time. Yeah. And then Instagram, I feel like two plus a week, you needed to two post a week in order to be like relevant just because the algorithm is so tough and it doesn't even show your posts unless you're really, really active. So I post probably 
four to five times a week. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're like starting out, I feel like two to three is good. Yeah, mm, that's good. So how do you budget and save money as a freelance blogger? It's hard. I feel like people think that it's all fun and games and you make so much money, you get free products. But it's not as simple as people think it is. And most of the times you don't know when a paycheck is coming. You don't know like when it's going to come because some Mm -hmm. companies will take like a month to get it to you. And so I live very humbly. Like I don't spend a lot of money and I just save up a lot of I save all the paychecks that I get in and then I only spend money when I feel like I need new material for like content and stuff like that. So you were saying that in the beginning you were working full time. Mm-hmm. So what was that transition like into becoming a full time blogger? So that was when I was living in Seattle. Um, I lived there. I think I moved December. So it had been like a full year of me running uh, my YouTube channel um, when I finally moved. But when I moved to L.A., um, I feel like it was just a natural transition for me to now that I'm in a new place, I have all these opportunities with all these like events and brands that I'm like living so close to now mm-hmm. that I as soon as I moved here, I was like, OK, I want to do this full time and kind of um, didn't pursue real estate because that's what I did back in Washington. But I didn't pursue real estate. And then I just went full force into working on like my YouTube and blog and stuff here. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Another question on the, um, when you get paid by brands, mm-hmm. do they usually pay you after your work is done or do you ever take like a deposit beforehand or how does that kind of work? Yeah. So when I first started out, I took deposits just because I think I was very like paranoid mm-hmm. and I just didn't know how it really worked. So I would take half up front and then half when the posts or video, whatever was done. But now I just, um, I get paid after the work is done. And usually I will, will set up a contract, whatever. Um, and then when I finish a video or post, I will send them an invoice. And then they'll usually pay me within the next few weeks mm-hmm. in full. Mm-hmm. And do you know, like, how did you learn about contracts and like what you should accept and like any things that you shouldn't accept? A lot of it was through trial and error, and I'm pretty sure I have signed a lot of contracts in the very beginning that was not worth what I signed and how much I made, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it I learned through fellow bloggers, um, and I, like I said, I watch a lot of YouTube videos and, like, advice that people have online. I, like, do a lot of research. And then I have a couple friends in the marketing business, so I'm constantly asking them what they think is right. Um, stuff like that. I feel like a big thing that a lot of bloggers don't know about is like usage rights. And I didn't find out until literally a couple months ago that you should be charging additional, um, you should be charging additional rates for usage. Um, and so that it's just been a big learning curve for me and you just have to do research and ask if you don't know. So I asked, I have a lot of blogger friends that are, um, bigger or with like, PR companies or agencies and I will ask them for advice all the time they're happy to give it mm-hmm. yeah do you have like a group of like a bloggers little bloggers group where you guys all just like like a forum or Facebook group or something like that no like, each other no. I just I just have girls that I engage with all the time so whenever certain bloggers post a picture I will always like show love on their page and they always reciprocate so those are like my friends if you will mm-hmm. and so we're 
I just have a, a select group of girls that I like truly genuinely enjoy their content and we just really like each other so we're we're messaging each other all the time and so it's a very like authentic relationship so whenever I feel like I need advice I'll message one of them Mm-hmm. That's really sweet. Mm-hmm. What are some of your future goals for your blogging and YouTube? Um, I would love to eventually get a team. And just because I feel like I would love to get back into real estate because that's something that I really have a passion for. And so I would love to be able to get like either a video editor on the team or some type of coordinator or sign with an agency that's able to help. Um, some of the coordination easier for me just because answering emails, responding, negotiating, doing invoices, and then also filming, editing, and then running Instagram is just a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't have time to do anything else. So I'd like to be able to get people on the team to be able to have some more time for myself. And then as far as YouTube, I would love to get it to 100,000 mm-hmm. within this year. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Getting an editor is probably like the best thing yeah. you can ever do. Yeah. And just to like do all of that part for you. It definitely right. takes a lot of time. Totally. <laughs> so we're just in the part of our interview right now. So we just we take like to take it a little bit easy. All the business talk is done. Cool. So we had three random questions for you. Okay. Our first random question is if you could try out any job for a day, what would you try? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> okay, I feel like I would love to be a producer mm. on a film set because even when I was younger, I the reason why I got into YouTube and why it was kind of such an easy transition for me was because I've been editing videos for a really long time. And ever since I middle school I was editing family videos and stuff and then in high school I was always a person selected to edit all the group video or whatever mm-hmm. and so I would love to know what it would be like to do that in like the film industry and like film it and see that whole process that's cool and what yeah. do you use to edit right now I use Final Cut Pro I used to use iMovie and that one worked for me like literally for a year but then I I could only do so much on it, and I had so many ideas that I wanted to do that I finally upgraded to Final Cut. Awesome. So second random question, what is one of the worst nicknames you had as a kid? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, so it's funny because I didn't have any nicknames growing up, but it wasn't until I got roommates um, probably about two years ago, and they they called me Crust. (laughs) <laughs> and it's funny because they'll introduce me and they'll be like, oh, hey, like, this is our roommate, Cress. And they'll hear the name. They'll be like, oh, <laughs> that was pretty bad. Why did they call you that? Just like, well, just, I had I had one of my girlfriends. Her name is Hari. And then I just called her like Harry. As kind of a joke. And then so she nicknamed me Cress and it just stuck. So, but now it's kind of an endearing term because we'll be out like at the club or something. One of my guy friends will be like, hey, cross. And I'll be like, what? (laughs) I don't mind it now, but when when it first happened, I was like, dear God. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. It can be pretty mortifying. (laughs) (laughs) So our third random question is, what is your take on facial hair? I say do whatever you want, and if you want to have a mustache or unibrow, do you. But me personally, no facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you talking about for girls or men? <laughs> I think 
<laughs> we didn't well, specify either. for both, I guess. Yeah, I feel like I feel like for men, like on Brandon, Brandon's and he's Chinese, half Chinese, half white, and on him, I just prefer no facial hair. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like, I appreciate Bradley Cooper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a yay on Hollywood stars. (laughs) So for the final part of the podcast, we're going to do a quick this or that lightning round. So just answer these as quick as you can, and we may judge you. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, I'm (laughs) hard-headed. Okay, number one, blush or bronzer? Bronzer. Lions or bears? Lions. Piercings or tattoos? Tattoos. Scooby-Doo or Tom and Jerry? (laughs) Tom and Jerry. (laughs) Bikini or One Piece? Bikini. Game of Thrones or Grey's Anatomy? I haven't watched either of them. (laughs) But if I were to pick, I would say Grey's. Okay. Disney World or Universal Studios? Universal. Mansion or, or farmhouse? Mansion. <laughs> Christmas or Halloween? Christmas. Hot weather or cold weather? Hot weather, 100%. That's why I moved to LA. <laughs> all righty, that's all the questions we had today. Thank you so much for chatting with us. I feel like we learned a lot about the blogging world, and I think our listeners will appreciate it as well. Yes, thank you so much for having me. That was fun. Awesome. Yeah, it was super nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you for listening, Glow Babes. Give us our five golden stars on iTunes and we'll be your best friends, I swear. And please share this episode with your babes that need some glow and will benefit from this. Thank you. Glow, glow.